It is Wednesday, November 1st. One, one, one. It's no rocktober. Um, you are listening to Run That Back. I am Scott Bunn. And I am Tom Chalmers. And this is your indie sports radio. Puns aren't my department. I mean, they kind of, sometimes they are, but um, I, when I'm in the presence of champions. Because otherwise you'd be known as Scott Pun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So here it is, November. Um, Gosh, we've got a lot happening. Um, the four major sports um, in North America, United States, are all happening at once. Um, Pickleball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, mini golf, cornhole. <laughs> What's the last one? Uh, backyard wiffle ball. Yeah. yeah. So uh, lots happening in the world of sports. Uh, we've got, we're going to be talking some World Series a little bit later. The NFL. Um cool announcing the nba had interesting trades so yeah lots happening and joining us in the studio we've got bob clausen once again shadowing doing the intern thing uh welcome back bob thanks guys and uh we mentioned puns and yeah tom is a champion uh pun turner i don't know what the designation is uh but really the true king is our old friend josh battenhorst who joins us here in the studio hi josh uh, well i'm here for yes vimber i don't know <laughs> uh, you know yes and vimber i don't yes. know this is where we're here yes and vimber it's a little uh little improvisation a little pun action we're gonna have a good time guys um but we do you tend to be our uh run that back senior texas sports correspondent yes. as yeah. often the case and yes. uh with the Texas Rangers in the World Series, on the brink of winning their first World Series ever, we thought it would be nice to have somebody who has uh, some rooting interest in that outcome to join us. But that's happening a little bit later yes. in the program, because, Tom, you are wearing black, at least a black top. Mm. Is it, or is it a dark blue? It's a dark blue. Oh, um, okay. For, uh, uh, it has been a dark time, but no longer. So, yeah, it is... Uh, uh, a strange thing again we try to come from a place of mostly positivity and mm -hmm. like uh, uh good for them and oh that must have been tough on them not to succeed in that moment and not stupid um but i've been pretty clear in a in a <laughs> sports energy that i don't often find uh, that i really did not care for the uh, coach of my favorite football team the las vegas raiders uh josh mcdaniels i just like didn't like the hire, and I just mm. didn't like any of the resulting energy around yeah. the team. You've been since, consistent since he was put in place. In a way, yep. and I was like, I'm going to pick another team until they make a change. I, yeah. I was already like, I kind of like the Bengals a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, but hooray for uh, the, the the management recognized <laughs> the forces of darkness. Yes, that yeah. were like this. This person is not only not good at what they're asked to do, but just creates a really awful workplace that's now yeah. twice where people generally did not like him i know coaches are not going to be liked by everybody yeah but everyone was just like man this, something ain't right here kind of thing and with your stars sort of being a little like mm, i don't know man you yeah know, um Devonte adams and, and yeah, josh was, jacobs and otherwise it was more than i don't know man like Devonte adams was throwing his helmet on the sidelines right. and just and josh jacobs being like not my job uh, yeah. so they that they have fired him and so i can return to uh, <laughs> uh liking the the raiders again now they mid-season you fire your uh, head coach general manager and offensive coordinator and bench your quarterback that's not a sign of a, of a, of a right. great moment for your <laughs> yeah, team so it's not like i'm like here we go <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're gonna be at hometown super, super bowl, bowl kind of um, yeah but 
just that, just that there's, there's a change of energy. Even go back, so this is twice now, mm-hmm. um, where Gruden was sort of uh, 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 taken out of his position um, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, uh, and then sort of, hey, uh, an interim coach was put in, and there was just this shift of like, hey, look, we put together a couple of wins. and Yeah, they uh, made the playoffs. They did. Uh, so that's all. I'm just so happy, and I know I've sort of made an awkward comparison to this before, but I really do feel like... Uh, uh, yeah, my uh, my my uh, again, my, my my fictional mom has broken up with her fictional uh, stupid boyfriend kind of thing. Um, <laughs> uh, Josh, any thoughts on the McDaniel's uh, firing? Thing? Well, I think it was probably you know Mark Davis was he you know he he gets his hair cut underneath that bowl that like it's like metal bowl and uh he finally got it done this year and they pulled the bowl off and it was like uh it was like taking the tin foil out of his hat and he mm-hmm. received the message from the universe that this this has to change well and, and uh, go ahead yeah, and, sorry yeah and so uh so you know i i'm excited i think uh to anytime the raiders are uh, a news story. It's it's a it's good for the league. Yeah, know? we want them to be relevant. I've said that you know many times. The Raiders should be one of the best teams in the NFL, either to root against or to root for. They're just a fun team. Uh, uh, the other thing. Uh, I was. Uh, you mentioned Mark Davis. He was the owner of the WNBA team that won, and he was out there on the court yeah. and dancing. And he was probably like, "This is a great team. I have a lot of fun with them." And look, like the players want to play. The like the whole team is aligned. And he probably went to the Raiders. And he's like, "This just stinks. <laughs> you know, this isn't fun." And not only we're not winning, but like it's just yeah, as you said, an unhealthy work. I think there we talk about this you know there's an overemphasis on championships or Uh your your season is a failure it's Mm -hmm. like no only one team a year gets to claim that they are the best but lots of other teams have great seasons and, and good reasons to follow their team and even if you know coming in under 500 but there was a certain spirit to the team and you mm-hmm. had one or two really good victories along the way that is something to uh, to show up for but there was just again there was just something about the way he handled uh, Derek Carr last year yeah. and again I, th- I think we're seeing Derek Carr's doing aight with the Saints but right. he is a good quarterback against lesser teams he's not such a good quarterback against better teams yep. so uh, him being Fair. moved on is not like how could you ever dislocate the greatest quarterback mm-hmm. ever but he was so important to the energy of that team and mm. he was just dismissed and just the way that they would lose games in the second half and just right. didn't seem to have a plan and it, it seemed to be a lot about it uh, you know from i understand everything there was his mm-hmm. you, know, you enter that building everything was could be traced back to him mm-hmm. it was his system and anybody who was going to be a, a voice that could be seen as a challenge was was eliminated and there's just so many things like i, I I don't like yeah. what I was hearing about it just more and more to the point it was just making me like call, call me when this is over. So yeah. thanks. My okay. experience with the Raiders, I recently went to Las Vegas for a yes. number of days, <laughs> longer than I expected. And you're uh, here for, you're for work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, for for quote unquote work. No, it was it was definitely <laughs> a, a a town that I think that 
they want to be behind the Raiders. You see Raiders stuff all over the yeah. town. You see yeah. like, like I mean, every every bum in the gutter is wearing a Raiders jersey. <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> is that good? No, yeah. yeah. But you know, but there's lots of Raiders gear. People wearing the Raiders stuff. The Methods love the Methods love Raiders. Love Raiders. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, even inside of Las Vegas uh, and <laughs> outside of Las Vegas, that's the only reason that people yeah. like him. Uh, no, 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 I'm not making. I'm not throwing accusations, Tom. Mm-hmm. I swear. Uh, but no, no, it, it was. It's a good town for people that were excited. I watched uh, in a in a sports uh, bar place uh, the Raiders versus the Steelers on a Sunday mm-hmm. night game, mm-hmm. and uh, and I it was it was kind of weird though because the Steelers travel so much yeah. that like that was that was also very strange. It was like mm. there was a lot of Raiders stuff, but then like I left into the airport left in the airport like the next day. Mm-hmm. And everybody leaving town was a Steelers fan, right? You know, it's it like they, they, you know, it, it, and I think that the Raiders are always going to have a little bit of that where they're maybe playing against people want to take the trip to go to Las Vegas to right. watch their own team, yeah. you know. So they are going to be playing Big against that a little bit. But it's a cool looking stadium. I mean, from the outside, it looks cool. People seem to like it, and uh, and and you know, I think the town's behind them. So you know, I, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I do like the whole thing of like everything in the building goes back to him so like if the player's key card doesn't work mm-hmm. are they like hey uh coach i can't get into the building they're like texting him yeah. like the weight room's locked yeah. and he has to like run coach, over we're and, out like, of toilet paper yeah exactly <laughs> what's that top? well i was just curious uh you know with uh, any of your sports interactions if you just had a situation where you just didn't really like a coach mm. or even a general manager otherwise it, when if you uh, sort of uh, like jeffrey jones in um, Ferris Bueller, just oh, sort yeah. of like, like yeah. So I don't know if you have uh, other situations, uh, like college pro or otherwise, where you're just like, yeah, just there was just something about that guy that was really hard to, to only root for. Most of my life with Jerry Jones <laughs> and the Cowboys have I been dealing with this, where it's like, oh my gosh, why this guy? Yeah. I mean, that to me is like the the Cowboys. You know, Jerry hired his good friend Jimmy Johnson years and years ago. They they you know they they tanked the first year and then immediately started to get better. And then before long, you have like Dynasty. But he's such a megalomaniac and mm. narcissist, and, and that uh, you know even Jimmy Johnson couldn't yeah. <laughs> couldn't stand him and who had known him forever. So now, so we've just been living with that sort of like uh, we've got to deal with Jerry. Right. Over and over and over again. Yeah. All my life. He all is specific. My life so, uh, there's, uh, but uh, he's not just bad at what he does. Uh, he <laughs> is good, um, but which is what we can talk about. That we talked about. There's uh, the trading deadline and things. Mm-hmm. So he is pretty good at player personnel and otherwise. Um, uh, bring some good people at in. enterprise management and creating a company that is worth more and more and more and more. Mm. Like and with brand management, I think is he's good with, mm. and he's very good at you know. I think his plan to move the the team to Arlington and make our and then the way that 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 they've become a part of that community. Arlington really has adopted. Uh, within the the realm of mm. the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, uh, Arlington has you know adopted that place, and and he puts on great concerts, and it's a cool stadium, and but still, yeah, no, I as far as a general manager, I don't um, I don't find him compelling. I think he his Mike McCarthy was a huge whiff, I think as a mm. and uh, and anybody that's creative is I think Mike McCarthy has the in my opinion has the same problem that Josh McDaniels does, which it's like everything goes through Mike McCarthy, and and there's just no creativity there. In, in my opinion, I, I see that, but I would just point to 
So, you know, the Cowboys have a really pretty good team. I mean, they are definitely one of the sure. top five, six teams in the league right now. They looked really good last week, rolling over the Rams. Um, but just the idea, uh, as they, you know, they're sort of, hey, looking to make any uh, you know changes at the mm-hmm. trade deadline. Uh, and Jerry Jones' response was like, we like our team. Yeah. So the idea to like bring somebody else at this time would be some sort of admission of failure, mm. um, which he would never do. Mm-hmm. So it was just interesting. Whereas again, we saw the Eagles do it last year, just bring in some yeah, really always. great people at this point. They did it the, again. The 49ers did too. 49ers yeah. just did. The Bills made a nice move. A couple yep. other teams are like, yeah, we're good. And yet we could be better. And you got to pay attention to teams like, yeah, the Redskins are doing a, a little mm-hmm. bit of a sell off right now. And otherwise, and for the Cowboys to be like, no, we're good. Um, uh, uh, what we have is exactly who we wanted. And yeah. you're like, why, why you got to be so tightly gripped about yeah. that? You're like, we really like who we have and an opportunity presented. So now we have complimented the, those, you know, rather than no, no, yeah. we're good. I, I want to, put this idea i we've got to take a break in a second but the whole like trading deadline thing um does drive me a little bit crazy in terms of like the fan base of like this guy is is good i would have rather if they had brought in this guy and you're like well is that person even available you know or like maybe the team's asking for three first round draft choices and the you know like the the well, Bills GM is going to say no. I, I, I just that's the thing that I really dislike about sort of the fan movement around like transactions and this of just being like, well, I wish we could have gotten that. And you're like, well, me too. Uh-oh. But you know, like, oh, oh really, Dabo? So you, <laughs> oh yeah. You don't care for the fans? Well, the, the thing about <laughs> I'm the not going to quote the Bible at you. The, the thing about the NFL is that uh, the pride goeth before the fall, and <laughs> and <laughs> Josh is going to go there. And, and, and that uh, it's a game, it's a it's attrition, right? Like so, everybody's going to be hurt over the course of the season, and it's right. about who gets hurt and can still make the playoffs yep. and then get well yes. for the playoffs because that's really all that matters. Is like, will you be well by the playoff time with like a full complement of players? Because the Cowboys had a pretty good season last year, for example, mm-hmm. for most of the year, and then got really dinged up and really hurt yeah. in right before their playoff game, and it was a disaster. So, yeah. so you know, there's so much – I don't want to call it luck because there's training and all kinds of things that go into to, to creating that, but it's about depth, you know, yeah. the, the, especially this slog in the middle of the season. It's about who can stay well, who's who can, you know, get well, and yeah. and, 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 and depth of, yeah. of, your, of your team. Yeah, and the Bills are dealing with a rash of – injuries on the defensive side and we're just kind of trying to maintain and grow from that with the young players backing up uh quickly before we take a break maybe we broke the run that back curse uh we had philip chester on last week the panthers were winless they are winless no more uh maybe we're king makers and not oath breakers you're welcome carolina (laughs) yeah so it's all on on that fact Tom and I were talking about, um, do we know any Rangers fans? Do we know any Diamondback fans? You know, this was last week, and we're like, oh, no. Uh, and then we're like, well, Josh is from Texas. Let's uh, <laughs> check in on that and make sure, sure we love having you on the show. Well, thank you. Uh, always. And, so, uh, and as you posted, Josh's answer was? Yeah. You said, I root for the laundry. <laughs> I am. I'm a fan of the. I am a fan of the Rangers laundry. The uh, the jerseys that they wear. 
Uh, and uh, no, because here's the thing with so much with with baseball, it's hard to follow a team that's you're not like in the in the yes. orbit of. And, it's a it's and, a local local sport, and, and yeah. especially like with Texas. So I grew up in Texas with mm-hmm. like Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. We we had the Rangers games on all all the time. Yeah. But then when you move out here, it's just not in the cable package. It's right. not a thing that you know. If I were to watch want to watch Rangers games, I have to buy the MLB yeah. you know ticket and like in. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But when I was growing up as a kid playing baseball and, and football and, and other sports, like, I mean, the, the Rangers were on all summer. Yeah. And so, you know, I would go to the pool, come home, throw on the <laughs> Rangers game, watch Pete and Cavilia, you know, yeah. out in the, in the, in the, the remember some guys. You know, yeah. yeah. So like, so yeah, R- Ruben Sierra, Julio Franco. I mean, oh. these are, these are just like great nineties players that like, and, and 80 late eighties players. And, uh, you know, and, and the other thing about the Rangers is that the Rangers laundry has, I think been a part of two of the greatest moments in baseball history, if do, not two of tell. the moments in sports history. Right? Uh, I think I don't think that I have to remind you much about the the short work that Nolan Ryan made of Robin Ventura <laughs> yes. when Robin Ventura decided to charge the mound against Nolan Ryan, who at forty five whooped his. A double, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, headlock and uh, <laughs> and some punches <laughs> yes. to the noggin. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you still see this every every year. I see it on some sort of social media where today we're celebrating yeah. the 25th or 30th anniversary of Nolan Ryan. And what's the second one? <laughs> well, I, this may literally be the best moment in all of sports history uh, when Jose Canseco <laughs> went up to catch a fly ball and the ball and missed catching the ball. The ball hit him on the top of the head of his steroided head giant and he had so head. many giant steroids in his head that the ball bounced off and created I don't know I don't know whose home run it was but made a home run off of his head <laughs> and I, I have to say like I mean it's got to be at least one of the top moments in all of sports history it was it was a beautiful moment and though it went against my beloved Rangers it was hilarious. Yeah, and, <laughs> and there should be points for that. I Tom, is this our our other podcast about uh, celebrities <laughs> with giant heads? Yeah. We've got to do a whole episode on Jose Canseco. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I was actually have yes because we had we talked about Bruce Bochy's large head last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the current manager of the Texas Rangers. That's yeah. right, and I think Bochy probably has probably done a, a, a couple of uh, of uh, circuits. All in, I'm just saying, yeah. like at some point in his uh, in his career. So this current Rangers team. Yes. Uh, have you been following them well, okay. a little bit from afar, or were you just like, they're in the World Series, I'm all in? Well, this is what happened with me with the Rangers this year, was I'm because I, I just have to be kind of a box score fan, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so what you do is you go, oh, in May, we're... We're right there at the top of right. the AL West. This is good. We're looking good, you know. And uh, you get to the uh, All Star break, and we're still like right there at the top or within a game. I think we were maybe a half a game back at that point, but just like you go, wow, you know this. Mm-hmm. And but 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 also being a Rangers fan has that long-standing feeling of like uh yeah june and july swoon like the summer like just the summer in north texas is brutal it's brutal on everyone Uh and and so you just expect a a thing about the rangers that i i I do remember is you know they talk about the the frozen tundra of green bay but going to play in texas and like that that is taxing and it's just so hot there it is And, and and so i have gone to to two Texas Rangers games because because I grew up in the panhandle of Texas, which yeah. is still 
seven hours north by northwest. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, Texas is a very large state, yeah. and uh, and so you know, we, when we went down there, I actually got to see Nolan Ryan pitch. Oh in, wow! In, in a game, uh, the very first game that I ever saw, I was a young. Uh, I, I might have been a fifth grader, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and I got to see Nolan Ryan. Uh, I got to see Goose Gossage come in in relief. Great. Nolan Ryan actually got pulled, um, and and they lost terribly to yeah. uh, to the Tigers. Uh, Cecil Fielder's Tigers, so yeah. just giant yeah. wasted, huge. You know, <laughs> Cecil Fielder hit a home run in that game too. Mm-hmm. That never got higher than about twelve feet off the ground. It was just <laughs> yeah. literally a laser. <laughs> and you watched people in the old Texas State. This is before the ballpark in Arlington, which has also been. Been torn down yeah. since then. This was the old Texas Ranger Stadium with the AstroTurf and everything. And that, ball, that I mean, it, you saw people just like ducking out of the way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mickey Tettleton also hit a yeah. home run, which is another great like baseball name. Let's Mickey, remember like, some just, guys. Yes, just, yeah. just a huge, yeah, like, like, and like, like, I remember him coming around second. We were on the third baseline. I remember him coming around third, and you could just see the large bit of tobacco just tall yeah. sitting in the side of Mickey Tettleton's Wait. face. And so, Bring it back. So this current <laughs> Ranger team. So what happened? So like, so, so you made it through the summer. Well, and then you get to August, and we ha- and and actually the, the Diamondbacks and the Rangers have had a very similar yeah, sort arc, of, yeah. of arc this year, where there was a series a bit of there where the Rangers went. They lost. I want to say sixteen out of twenty. Yeah, and and just took a real deep, and you're like, ah, well, of course this is this is the way it is. But then came back and like mm-hmm. they won like their last six or seven games to finish in first place and mm-hmm. so um and, and and a lot of things had to break that that with their way yeah. so so I was excited to see it I was excited to see um some some fun things happen with the Rangers over the offseason Corey Seager huge just a huge mm-hmm. con- huge contract 325 million dollars yeah I, I'd like to be that guy's friend but you know he was he, he, and he's proven to be you well know, he, he's here right now so we'll, well introduce great. you Fantastic. yeah well worth it I think is the thing and when you if you go with uh, a franchise that even going back to the Washington Senators days has yeah. never that's what's where they came from for, mm-hmm. for listeners who don't know they were the Washington Senators moved to Texas and uh, and still have never won a World Series. Yeah, two heartbreaking series is in mm-hmm. 2010 and 2011 consecutive years with yeah. Josh Hamilton, really great team. Right, and uh, and, about that team. and Ron the, Washington well, is the manager. That Ron Washington and and the Giants when they lost to the Giants, I knew they were going to lose to the Giants because mm-hmm. the Giants start they opened up at home and the Giants trotted out Tony Bennett to sing the national anthem. <laughs> yeah, and he sang the seventh inning stretch. He did not sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." He sang. I left my heart in San Francisco right there. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, Tony Bennett. We're wow. Done. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, they go to Texas. I'm like, oh, well, Texas, are we going to get Willie Nelson? Who yeah, right. Are we, we going to yeah. get Robert O'Keefe? Who can we get? And they trot out, like, I mean, thank you for your service, but like a quartet of four, like, uh, like uh, army wives from, oh. from, from Iraq War yeah. veterans' wives to sing it poorly. And I go, Really? Yeah. This, this is what we're gonna do. I would have even taken Carrie Underwood. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we, you know, Beyonce is from Texas. Yeah. You know, it's like we. we How about got, Lyle Lovett? Lyle yeah. Lovett. We, yeah, we right. have we uh, yeah. have people who can sing the national anthem that are from Texas. Yeah. In fact, one of the most iconic uh, Texan uh, national anthems ever was Whitney Houston singing That's right. the, the, the world yeah. the, the the thing at the at the Super Bowl, and she's from Texas, and and we. <laughs> Bless their hearts. They did a. They did the best they could. But I yep. knew, 
at that moment, we lost it. Yeah. And I was really worried this year, too. To the Giants, coached by Bruce Bochy. To the That's Giants, right. coached. So this year. So this year, when we trotted out George W. Bush to, to throw the, the, <laughs> yes. the, the opening pitch, I'm still not sure yeah. that this is not going to go badly. I was proud of my <laughs> Texans, for the fellow Texans, for, 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 for booing him. I'm worried, yeah. though, that because it's only because they've gone so far right that now they think of George W. Bush as like a bleeding Some liberal. Centrist, that, yeah. <laughs> that they don't like anymore. But but for whatever reason, he did get some boos. He I, I thought it was his reaction was kind of like what? what? But I used to own these guys, you know. Yeah. But you know, so whatever. Uh, but the the next the, the the 2011 season with the Cardinals that was the the biggest heartbreak. Uh, yeah. We were one yeah. one one out away yeah. from winning the whole thing, and it didn't happen. And so this year we are. We have won three games, mm. and uh, one of my really good friends, uh, Chris Larson, is also a Texas Rangers fan, and what we found out in the game that we lost, we were texting back and forth mm-hmm. about the game. No, it's radio silence during the games. Oh. We are not allowed to. This we're is not Because yep. we, didn't, we didn't text during the first game. Yep. We were just like, hey, you watching? Yeah, I'm watching. And then we didn't text back and forth. Won the first game. Then the second game, uh-uh, not so good because we were texting back and forth. So, so next two games, it's been radio silence. I and like we've it. we won two games in a row. This is, this is exactly, this is essential run that back content. Yeah, but, but what I have to say is like tonight, I think that if it's going to, if the Rangers are going to win, they're going to have to do kind of what they did last night, which mm. was like come out and score 10 runs at least mm. because, yeah. because MLB knows, <laughs> you know, the umpires yeah. know, the fans know that they a five game series right. that ends in you know right. Phoenix or Arizona and 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 doesn't go to game 6 or game 7 just doesn't have the it's not going to capture the imagination and you don't have Max Scherzer or Garcia for the rest of the series either yeah yeah, yeah. Adolis Garcia who has been probably the MVP of the playoffs or would have been mm-hmm. the MVP of the playoffs was definitely the MVP of the first game yeah uh, hurt his back uh but Seager's doing great and 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 you know they they say a lot the Rangers maybe borrowed the bullpen you know like the Padres did a similar thing to what the Rangers did which mm. was buy a lot of players but the Rangers also have some players that uh Josh Young who was the start of the mm-hmm. the whole thing is a Texas Tech grad yeah that was drafted by the Rangers and has come up in the thing uh they're the the they're right oh what's his name the, the he's got a very an ethnic name <laughs> the, the, the right fielder okay. with the long hair but it's on the tip of my tongue it's okay. but you know just a, these are these are some players that are just nice pieces and you and to watch them play as a team you know the rangers just they look like a team they're a lot of fun to watch the diamondbacks are a lot of fun to watch too honestly like it's been a fun series if you've watched the games the games are good it's just that i understand that these are small these are small um you know fan bases yeah and, and so gotcha. Um, oh, that was awesome, Josh. Would l- love to <laughs> see you run. But I think maybe one. Is, I I don't think that they did end up winning uh, the, the the title. I thought the Houston Astros actually beat them just barely, which is why they had to sort of go through the wild card round. Oh, okay. um, yeah, maybe but, that's right. But yep. I think we're seeing, and that's what people are sort of claiming about the current baseball playoff system is that's beneficial just yep. like keep playing keep going and again they are now uh, they've won 10 road games th- through the playoffs now which is a, a record and they can sort of break their own record tonight if they can do so to win but there was something about that and then i would also just say so I, I don't know that we have such conversations but we sort of regard that belichick is sort of the greatest you know mm. football coach of our time and uh, uh popovich or phil jackson but i don't think we've had this is clearly going to sort of establish bruce bochi as the greatest baseball like manager that. of our time Time. Yeah, if, that's uh, a good take, Tom. 
Well, and uh, one thing that's a really, you know, there's always like baseball always has fun and interesting facts, but so far in all of the games that the Diamondbacks have played, all of their wins, they have scored the first run. Mm-hmm. And in all of the games that the Rangers have won, they've scored the first one. So it's one. just as simple as and, that. Uh, you might as well just stop watching. As soon, yeah. as, as, soon as a run is scored, you know how it's going to end up. But uh, but uh, but I would encourage your, your listeners to, to, to take the time tonight <laughs> yes. to, Thank to you. enjoy the game because they've they've been good baseball games and they happened so much faster. Like I really have loved the, Me the, too. the pitch clock this year. It really like sped things up. You, you know, the the limits on the number of timeouts and everything like it just was a long time coming in the limits of the number of times you could throw over to first base i I don't think i was aware of that which is like like the guy but he had a great move and he came really close twice but they're like now if you go again and don't get him that's a balk and i was like wow that really changes the game because i could see him doing that five or six more times easily in in previous seasons that's right and the game would end at 3 a.m so why don't we take a break yes it's awesome to to let josh cook well, it is just past the 7.30 click on the clock here on a Wednesday night on Asheville FM. And as uh, the station is so good to do three times a day with their concert and event calendar, once a week we bring you the local sports calendar. And by we, we mean our trusty intern who these days is Bob Clausen. Bob, take it away. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, hey, what do you say? Just like we said earlier, the Carolina Panthers won their first game of the season. Woo. Yes, the Panthers pulled it out 15-13 to 13 against the Texans. <laughs> the Indian- Indianapolis Colts will gallop into town this Sunday at 4.05. The Charlotte Hornets won in their first game of the season last week against the Hawks, and then they went 0-2 after that. They look to get back in the win column in Charlotte tonight versus the winless Houston Rockets. The up and down season continues for the Carolina Hurricanes. Last week they trended back up going 3-0, but they take on the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden tomorrow night for the big tilt. In college football, Clemson lost their second straight game. Yes, falling to (laughs) North Carolina State last week, 24-17. They host the Fighting Irish at Notre Dame this week in Death Valley at noon. And if anyone out there still has extra tickets, I'm looking. (laughs) Western Carolina also fell for the second week in a row, losing to Mercer and take on Wolford this week. The Mountaineers of App State beat Southern Miss 48-38 and host Marshall this weekend. Two of the UNC Lady Bulldogs finished in the top 10 last week, uh, and the team finished in sixth place at the French Broad Collegiate Golf Invitational last week, guys. Yes. A.C. Reynolds football starts their run in the state playoffs versus North Gaston this weekend. T.C. Robertson plays Reagan, and Asheville High will play Hoff. T.C. Robertson and Asheville High also won their first playoff games in the state tournament for soccer, as uh, and they'll uh, continue tomorrow night. Also tomorrow night, the Asheville Cougars women's field hockey team, who won their first playoff game, continue on uh, as uh, Stella Bunn's team continues to roll. Go Cougars! All right, thank you for that, Bob. Uh, great, great to get that local sports calendar. Yeah, uh, we've got Josh Battenhorst here in the studio. Uh, do we want to talk a little bit more baseball, or are we shifting on? Well, I'd say we. If Bruce Bochy does a win, I was claiming that maybe he will be recognized as the the greatest baseball manager of our time. Um, but it, it was at least nice to see. Some uh, that uh, Dusty Baker was able to win a World Series last year yep. um, for whatever that team was. Um, but there was a pretty <laughs> remarkable stat that was floating around this week that was claiming that Dusty Baker has uh, uh, played, coached, or managed in 
3% of MLB game history. That's incredible. I, I haven't done the math yet. I kind of just need to see it. I like, you know, the, like sometimes you see some like math problems and you're like, that can't possibly. Oh, I guess so. And this is one of those things where I'm like, how does that like even comprehend? I love that, especially like Major League Baseball, which has been happening mm-hmm. since George Washington's time, you know, so. Dusty was there. Yeah, Dusty. Yeah. Dusty um, was there. So, uh, yeah, the uh, World Series, uh, again, possibly ends tonight, and then we will uh, turn our attention to basketball. But we're going to go ahead and turn our attention to basketball right now um, as the the season has uh, begun, and uh, we had uh, some moves that were sort of, uh, I guess, expected but still surprising as uh, James Harden has found a way to leave yet another team, refusing to play, demanding to be traded, and uh, somehow another team has traded him to another team who has taken him. Yes, and I I saw a great joke. I can't claim it for my own, but Brad Williams, who is uh, a a, a comedian, a little person, a very funny guy, and uh, he just said that now the Clippers are the favorite to win the 2014 NBA championship. (laughs) (laughs) the, The jokes on Twitter were remarkable. Um, so there are lots of versions of men will literally trade four role players and five draft picks for James Harden instead of going to therapy. I like that one. And then just like as soon as the deal was announced, uh, lots of people did the joke. Uh, James Harden has requested a trade from the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, so it is. It's just it's just crazy that this guy. Uh, this is not three teams in a row that he's just like. Nope, don't like it here. And I'm gonna like, like pout or whatever he's doing, like getting a uh, a thing. And you know, like this is a guy who has made like tens of millions of dollars of playing basketball. And you know, he's trying to work for another contract. I mean, like I'm all for players labor trying to get as much money as possible but i'm also just like you know james you've made an awful lot of money you could just like play for the team that's there and try to win with the team that you're on i literally am not totally sure that he'll last the season with the clippers because i think that there are some pretty good teams that that actually he kind of fits on like who <laughs> well i could see him playing with the with the mavs with uh like as a as a, with a, Kyrie, uh with Kyrie and with and with uh with luca so you harden got, hated Kyrie and brooklyn yeah, though but, so you know but you but no income tax and things like that and you and it, it all comes to down to a thing how are where, the strip clubs in dallas uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, i think I, harden really ask debbie because i think she does know okay they, uh, where, how it. they go but but uh but you know I, I, uh, but I, but, but, but other places too. I mean, I could see uh, Harden migrating north from L- L.A. and and ending up with the Warriors for a for a minute there if if they seemed like a strong contender and you know and if uh, the Clippers don't really put anything together. So, but why would any of these teams ever want James Harden in their franchise? He doesn't want to play for anybody. I mean, he I've, shoots twenty five free throws a game. Yeah, when I know. He's playing, so well, like, and I, he makes them at a I, and he did lead clip, the league so. in assists last year. So. I mean, I think so. 
some of the, like that those days are gone right. like him as a gunner but you're right tom like he can control a game and he you know like Embiid won the mvp you know and i think it's probably because of james harden mm-hmm. you know like feeding him the rock but it, like he can play but he's like a poison well, and, you know and the other thing that i say about the mavs is i think the mavs are still a piece away but they're at the time where the strike they're in that strike point yeah where luca is one of if not the best players in the yep. league and you've got Kyrie, who is probably on the the backside of his career but still a very good player does he and, know that and they need one they need one more piece yeah. and so you know if you you can imagine a place where like a trade happens that sends harden somewhere else but yeah. they but the mavs pick up like a paul george or mm-hmm. or or somebody else you know so so the clippers clean house yeah basically. That, that's yeah. A, that's the kind of thing where i can see like if the clippers can't get it together and make a good make a run then i could i could i could literally see james harden somewhere else sacramento you know, like you never know where in with before the, the season's over because yeah. it is it, it, the nba is just crazy like that and i'm excited for are you guys excited for this nba middle i like the idea of this mid-season tournament i'm i think it's cool i think it's like you know it's something that hasn't been tried in a lot of like athletics i think it's a thing that that baseball frankly could could benefit from like a like a june sort of tournament of some sort yeah. that like where the well, the soccer does count. it, yeah, you, you know, know, like the FA Cup or something like that. Yeah. The, the WNBA has uh-huh. already done it. Yep. yep. And so I, so I think that it's going to be. Uh, I think that people are. I hear a lot of poo pooing and stuff, but but it's just people that don't want anything to change, you know. So I, I'm excited to see what happens with this like mid season tournament, and and it's getting me more excited about the the league than. And, and and another thing about the NBA, just in general, I think the NBA is better than it's been in a long time. There's, There's a, lot a lot of, of talent. really good players, a lot of really cool storylines, a lot of like interesting you know stuff happening with players that are aging out and young mm-hmm. players that are getting better and you know establishing themselves and and foreign players versus homegrown players and just you know it's it's a, it's a cool it's a cool league and a cool time to be an NBA fan and I'm 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 all for this tournament and I'm I'm excited to watch it. Nice. You know, uh, agreed. And it, you know, you like, oh, again, we had lots of uh, huffing and puffing, and yet, um, there is a good chance there'll be some game soon with the Clippers, and you're going to be like, yeah, this is kind of working. I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, you know, I'll definitely watch the Clippers. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, yeah, I, it's just that I, I think what I'm just tired of seeing is like, James Harden has demanded a trade and we're talking about it for four months, you know, like him and Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving just like create, generate headlines. And I'm like, can we talk about the basketball, you know, or just like, or like moves that'll happen. Like I like trade rumors when it's like, Hey, these two teams are trying to figure something out, trying to get better. You know, I like that. And not just like, James Harden, he's kind of mad at what the trainer said to him, so he's, well, he wants to be gone. But the thing is, is that 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 sport, and more than any other sport, the players have so much power because sure. there's so many fewer players. So, you know, a player that decides that they want to make a mess, they're one of 12, you yeah. know, or 14, minus the, the and, and it's not like your practice squad players can do the same thing, you know? Yeah. So when you're one of really three or four players that matter on your team. Yeah. yeah if you're going to make a mess, then yeah, unfortunately, like that's just kind of the way that supply and demand works in that, yeah. in that sport, you know? Uh, yeah. While I don't necessarily like uh, talking about it or covering it too much. Um, I do like when I see people in 
higher positions be as petty as I can be. <laughs> um, and that was sort of what, uh, so Doc Rivers and, and sharing some, you know, in interviews and um, he said last year, like, yeah, things were going really well in the, uh, for the Sixers. And then James Harden was not voted to the all-star team and he just had a shift in personality. Yeah. And he, and he was just, you could just tell that he was just, he was just mad and he was yeah. just sort of mad at the league yeah. and just felt like nobody. And I was like, that's something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> Heads will roll. Yeah. Uh, why don't we take a break? Um, but, um, I, I love that for James Harden. I love that for you. You know, it's like, okay, you've this is the latest thing that you've asked, and you've gotten it. So I hope this works out for you. Yes. So we like to talk about uh, announcers that uh, do amusing things. Yes. They're on the radio. They're on the television. We've played clips by Kevin Harlan before, and yes. we can reminisce about uh, some of the other ones that we like. But here was a good one um, from this past week during uh, one of the NBA games. Let's listen in. Aerial coverage provided by Goodyear, <laughs> driving us forward with every move. Goodyear, more driven. All right. I don't know how many blimps there are in the world. Let's say there are, are in the U.S., let's say there are seven. I don't know. There are 111 people in this country, maybe worldwide, that are licensed to fly a blimp. Now, think of that. <laughs> Only 111. 111 <laughs> registered blimp captains. Of, let's just say, 10 blimps in the United States alone. Yeah, you know, most are good here. I, 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 don't, I don't keep track of the blimp. You know, listen, hold, 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 hold on. I love blimps. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I, could, if I, I love blimps and everything about blimps. But if there's a foul you, on the play, here's little in the Would you line. ever go up in a blimp? Yeah. Hachimura picked up his second. Yes, I'd go up in a blimp. <laughs> I don't know what Carlin had for breakfast. Oh, man. <laughs> so I just love it. So that was in the middle of the Los Angeles Lakers playing Phoenix Suns. Really good matchup. You know, two good teams, um, rivals. Uh, but it's still early in the season. And Kevin Harlan is like, you know, I got a little stat about blimps. I'm just going to share it. And um, we're going to talk about blimps for a little bit. And then he got a little personal. Yeah. I, mean, I love blimps yeah exactly so what was you mentioned uh, well, a couple of kevin harlan uh moments well, sure. that you've well, liked. when he was talking about blimps you know i was reminded of blimpies the old sub shop that oh, yeah. used to be around and uh and i thought you know why didn't they have the hindenburger as well while they were it was the, the, the pun master I, I has returned been, yeah yeah so but uh <laughs> but you know it would have probably would have been a disaster so it's a good thing that they didn't, didn't. so we've played kevin harlan <laughs> clips before where like the cat got on the field and he sure. did that. He's uh, broadcasted like a, a naked fan on the field that the security guys are trying to run down. Kevin Harlan, quite a gem. So uh, I really enjoyed that one. That's a man having fun with what having fun with his job. Yeah, yeah. And, and secure in his job. You know yes. that he can be like, I'm gonna just do a little blimp blimp riff here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so. There's that. Uh, should we just talk about this? Uh, the breaking news that I just heard. We sure can. Well, we'll say uh, we come to the end of the show, and we do a segment called Coffin Corner on Josh's recommendation, um, uh, and that's where we usually recognize those from the world of sports and entertainment and, and culture who have left us over the past week. And as we're getting ready for our prepared list, we have news that uh, there is uh, someone to put at the top of that list. Yeah, and we can take a little bit of time to talk about him. We've got some time. Um, so uh, 
Bob Knight, Bobby Knight, uh, passed away at the age of 83. He is the sixth winningest coach in Division I men's college basketball history. He's in the Hall of Fame. He won three national titles at Indiana. He also coached at New Mexico. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. The other, the other right. sports team that I'm brought on occasionally to bring uh, my That's expertise right. about is, uh, yeah, the Red Raiders. Uh, well, let's ask about – so, like, that was the end of Knight's career. And um, did he end – did he coach any place else after Texas Tech? No. I don't think so. He coached at Army before right. Indiana. And yeah. Then, um, and then Texas Tech and then – and then went to the booth after that. Yeah. yeah. And so what was it like to root for Texas Tech with uh, with him as a coach uh, with already very controversial career? He he's, remains a controversial figure in the world of college athletics. Well, the years from 2001 through 2008, I was kind of in my mid to late 20s. And uh, there's not a lot of memories that I have for a lot of reasons yes. that uh, we won't go into, but uh, on the air, but no, no, uh, Bob Knight. It was just kind of like unfortunate, really. Mm. Is like <laughs> was my feeling about it because we just got well. Darvin Ham, for example, was mm. uh, one of the last players yeah. to play before now Bob Knight came the in, Lakers. and the, and yeah. Texas Tech had like a pretty good run, and then uh, they're like, oh yeah, the Bob Knight's gonna like push us over the top, and and it just that never really coalesced. It's hard to get, you know. Texas Tech is such a unique thing. They do have a very strong donor base, and but without the the ad, you know, before NIL, before things like that, you know, it was really hard to get players to go there, yeah. and especially to work for Bob Knight, you know. So yeah, I, I felt like he was a real detriment to the to the the team. Actually. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they are the last undefe- undefeated team. Yes, that's what I was going to say. 1976 Hoosiers, something like that. I don't remember that team. I was two. Tom, do you remember that team? Uh, yes, I was just uh, ending my second marriage. Um. <laughs> I was trying to do it. Like, can I ask you without making yeah. it in a, like, uh, this guy thinks I'm your dad yeah. kind of thing? Uh, uh, no, I don't have a specific uh, uh, recalled memories from yeah. that time but there was a nice documentary on showtime <laughs> yes. about that season that that was uh, uh pretty impressive and uh yeah with people just speaking about how uh he uh yeah created a situation where it it, it made sense that they would win every game because they tried to win every possession and otherwise and yeah it's uh it, yeah the sports documentaries when well done are, are moving and that was one of them and the 86 team i have memories of steve alford uh keith smart winning uh the championship with the last second yeah i mean knight is one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen in college uh hoops thanks for listening to run that back we'll see you next week